This week's episode is made possible by our friends at Independent Bank. You can learn more about them at i-bankonline.com. You're listening to Meanwhile in Memphis, a program dedicated to conversations that celebrate the organizations, initiatives, and people that are shaping Memphis for the better. Meanwhile in Memphis is brought to you by New Memphis, a nonprofit organization whose mission is to develop, activate, and retain the city's most important resource, its people. Your hosts today are me, Anna Thompson, and my wonderful director, Rebecca Daly. And in today's episode, we are exploring the return on investment of volunteerism with Volunteer Odyssey, a volunteer center based in and built for Memphis. Volunteer Odyssey is a one-stop shop for meaningful volunteer opportunities that connects volunteers to their ideal experiences in Memphis on their interests, skills, or neighborhood. Not only that, but they help provide software that nonprofit partners can use to recruit volunteers and track their impact. Overall, their work helps create effective nonprofits, empowered citizens, and revitalize communities. It's good stuff. Joining us today from Volunteer Odyssey is Director of Community Engagement, Dannon Thornton. Dannon has a long history of hands-on volunteer experience, and because of that, she's a passionate advocate for volunteers and the organizations that rely on them. And she is incredibly knowledgeable about the ways that volunteers function as resources for shaping our community. We are eager to dig into this topic. So without further ado, welcome, Dannon. How are you this morning? I'm doing well. Thank you both so much for having me. Absolutely. So you work at Volunteer Odyssey. I do. But tell us a little bit about your journey to get to Volunteer Odyssey. Absolutely. So I moved to Memphis in 2015 to attend the University of Memphis. Ooh, go Tigers. Yes. I was an emerging leader at the U of M, which Congratulations. is, thank you, um, really important to my story because service was a huge part of what we did. So um, for those who don't know what mm-hmm. the Emerging Leaders Program is at University of Memphis, can yes. you kind of just share a little bit about what that is? So it's a leadership-based scholarship. So it okay. has curriculum and requirements surrounding getting to know your community through service, service learning. We took courses that really taught us about just how to find ourselves in our city, like how to utilize service and leadership and involvement to like propel yourself forward, both in Memphis or for whatever you were going to do after college. It's a great program. It really is. And so with that, we had service requirements Um, and something that they instilled in us was hopping around and trying to try out a bunch of different opportunities and then if you find something you like, sticking with it. And so that was really crucial for me um, and and kind of the start of realizing how important volunteer retention is. I didn't Ooh, know it at the time. Yeah. I didn't know that it would play in the long game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I actually interned with Volunteer Odyssey when I was in college because we had a required internship. Um, and yes. so I got connected to Volunteer Odyssey. And so that was my real start at getting more involved with volunteerism and with Volunteer Odyssey in general. And so then I graduated and worked with kids for a few years. Um, And then in 2020, I um, took a little bit of a shift and it worked out that Volunteer Odyssey was hiring. And so I came onto their team almost three years ago. Amazing. So 2020, it it was, you know, in hindsight, it was not the clear year we all hoped it would be. It was a little bit of a roller coaster. (laughs) So um, can you share a little bit about how you joined Volunteer Odyssey, but also the structural changes that had to go into volunteering, period. Yes. As the pandemic (laughs) kind of took hold of everybody. Absolutely. And so when I joined, we were doing our first virtual volunteer day. Um, And so that was kind of at the very beginning of the pandemic. We were like, we have all these nonprofits. We don't know what is going on, but everything seems to have paused. What can we do? 
So we had our first virtual volunteer day where we um, activated volunteers all across the city to do remote projects for several of our nonprofit partners. So I came on just to really help with that. And so once that was over, I was like, what what do I do now? What is my job? Um, Because all of our nonprofits, along with everybody, we're trying to figure out how we handle COVID and how we handle this uncertainty. And everyone wanted to keep their volunteers engaged, even though they didn't have necessarily anything for them to do. Right. Um, And so we worked with them to figure out how do we keep these volunteers kind of in your your system? How do we um, keep the volunteers who are desperate to get out there, but Mm. it's not necessarily safe for them at this time? Um, and so we just tried to figure out with them, like, what does that look like for you? What can you do from home? What what kind of remote projects might you have? Um, and, and we kind of did that for about a year and a half, two years until we figured out that we can come back in safely. Um, we can put measures in place to ensure that you can have volunteers that are meeting your needs while still keeping the community safe. Um, Absolutely. And so... Yeah, we are glad to say that almost all of our partners are back taking volunteers in person um, because it is absolutely crucial to their missions and to their daily operations. And so um, it's definitely been years in the making of figuring out just how we operate with our nonprofits in the city. So you you mentioned you partner with nonprofits. You service volunteers in terms of helping connect people who have a spirit of volunteerism with nonprofits in the community. And Memphis is a community with hundreds of nonprofit organizations. How do you partner with them and how do you support both the organization and the volunteer? Absolutely. Um, That's a fantastic question. And you really just summarized exactly what we do. Um, So like you said, we connect volunteers to the people and places that need them most. Um, And we do this kind of in a different way than some other volunteer centers. So we run an online platform but we don't allow just any nonprofit to post on that platform. We bring our nonprofits through a process so that we can get to know their organization and their mission, and we can ensure that we can comprehensively meet their needs and ensure their volunteer programs are thriving. And so by getting to know those organizations, we know that they're able to give volunteers a good experience so that any volunteer who signs up through our platform and shows up at that nonprofit, they're going to have a good time. They may not have found the one place they want to volunteer for the rest of their life, but they were still greeted at the door. They were met with somebody who explained why they need them there. They felt like they were contributing to the work of that nonprofit. And similarly, we do the same when it comes to our volunteers. So we want any volunteer who signs up through our platform to have a good experience. If they don't have a good experience, for whatever reason, we are reaching out to them to hear more about why and to figure out how we can work through it. And we are matching volunteers to an experience that's that meets their requirements or meets their needs. And so if a volunteer reaches out to us and says, I'm really interested in education or music or those experiencing hunger or homelessness, we can give them a personalized list of where we would suggest for them to volunteer And so we really work to support our nonprofits and our volunteers by this kind of process that we have to ensure that everyone in our community is thriving. Wow. Um, That means I would imagine that your database is quite large and intricate. Yes. So you mentioned being able to kind of curate opportunities based on volunteers kind of desires or needs. Is there also an opportunity to do that based on kind of accessibility um, and limitations or kind of... Yeah, the access and availability for the volunteer to make sure that the things that they want to do are available for them. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think that there are a few ways that we can that we go about that. So um, through our platform, you can search by area of town. So if mm. you're interested in volunteering somewhere that's really close to you, or if you're interested in exploring a new neighborhood somewhere that maybe you haven't been, yeah. you can find volunteer opportunities that way. Um, but again, when anybody reaches out to us and and says, I'm interested in volunteering, how do I get started? Or here are my list of requirements, whether it's somebody who um, needs to go somewhere close by or somebody that needs to have an opportunity where they're seated for most of the time, whatever yeah. it may be. Um, because we know our nonprofit partners so well, we can call any one of them and say, yeah. what is your wheelchair ramp accessibility like? Or what is your front desk opportunity like? Or we can kind of ask them, what is it that you need and how can we find this middle ground between what our volunteers need and what our nonprofits need? I love that. Um, that's so interesting. So for somebody who is listening, who maybe doesn't understand kind of the real need to have a kind of a connection hub mm -hmm. like Volunteer Odyssey, I know you've already spoken to the immense like services that y'all provide. So I feel like that's pretty obvious, but some people I feel like and I was probably one of these people originally to be like, I can just kind of go pick a volunteer opportunity on my own. Mm -hmm. yeah. So can you kind of share about the need for a volunteer odyssey? Absolutely. Um, and so when we think about volunteer opportunities, oftentimes we have a pretty traditional idea of, of what types of places need volunteers. Um, and so I know that in the past, I used to only think of volunteer opportunities, something like a soup kitchen or something mm -hmm. like a very specific population or a very specific type of nonprofit. And I think what people don't necessarily think about because it's not front of mind is that, like you mentioned earlier, Memphis has hundreds of nonprofits. They are nonprofits like Shelby Farms Park and Memphis Botanic Garden, which are large. They have pretty large staff. And then we have nonprofits like Out of the Woods Wildlife or the v and &E Green Line, which are fully volunteer run. Wow. And so when you think about such small nonprofits, both Out of the Woods and Shelby Farms really need volunteers, but they're the scale of how they're able to find them based on their staff is is very different. Mm -hmm. And so to have kind of a, a middleman like Volunteer Odyssey who can support nonprofits, provide them with a complex, comprehensive volunteer management system where they can track and manage all of their volunteers in one place and to have a place like Volunteer Odyssey where we are um, having these pretty robust media partnerships with Choose 901, I Love Memphis, City Current, Storyboard Memphis, where we are pushing out opportunities every month. We are really able to almost be a staff member for those nonprofits because we're able to provide them with the management system and provide them with all the promotion that they may not have the staff time for. Because again, some of these nonprofits have two or three staff. Some of them have no staff. Some of them may have 15 staff but they all have, have things to do. They have their full-time jobs. Yeah. Vol volunteers often function as an invisible resource, but Absolutely. they're fully accounted for in a nonprofit's organization mm -hmm. um, management. And I think something that I, it really clicked for me, the importance of volunteer support and the reporting out of that in getting a better understanding of the economic impact. Can you speak a little bit about how volunteers have a direct dollar impact to the way our community operates? Yes, yes. And so um, every state has a different value of volunteer time um, that's calculated through um, a few different places that come together to figure out what the value of volunteer time is for each state. In Tennessee, mm -hmm. our current value of volunteer time is about $26. 
And so every hour that you donate to a nonprofit, you are putting that money back into the community. Wow. Um, And you're doing that by saving that staff time, by giving them some of your time. Um, So it's a really interesting way to think about you are not only meeting a community need, you are actively pouring time, money, and resources into communities um, and, and closing gaps that are in communities. I had no idea that that mm-hmm. existed. So thank you so much for asking about that. That's so great. Mm-hmm. Um, I was curious, too, that you mentioned your platform can kind of track things. And it reminded me of your Emerging Leaders opportunity and your scholarship there. So with um, students, for example, who need or like our bridge builders friends or, you know, high school students that are tracking volunteer hours for either a club, a scholarship, whatever the need might be. Is that available in Volunteer Odyssey? Absolutely. So we have um, a really amazing partnership with the University of Memphis where pretty much all of the students there, whether they are tracking their hours for their scholarship, their department, their school, um, they're able to log them through our platform. And similar for anybody across the city, but especially for students, um, or it's especially beneficial for students. Um, And so if you are on our platform and you are volunteering with any of our nonprofit partners, your hours will automatically log onto your page. So you will have this verified transcript with wow. all of your hours that you have given all across the city. And then you can just turn that in to your teacher or professor, whoever it might be. Um, that is one of the largest benefits of our platform. That's a fantastic resource. Yes, absolutely. And as students who are looking to you know, build their volunteer repertoire and as they move into the workforce, mm-hmm. um, volunteerism doesn't go away. Uh, I think that's such a talent retention tool. I think the younger generations, we are seeing a a vocal interest in being active and engaged in the Mm -hmm. community through volunteering in addition to their nine to five job uh, or whatever creative work that they are doing. And, And can you speak a little bit about the role that volunteerism plays in talent retention and attraction? Mm-hmm. Is that something that's important to companies as well as employees? Yes, absolutely. I actually spoke to the Emerging Leaders class last week um, and we talked about volunteerism as it you know relates to like finding a job. And so I encouraged them, like when you are looking for a job, especially if you're in Memphis, ask them what their VTO policy is, volunteer time off. Um, oh. It is something that we are seeing more of um, and it's something that we want to continue to see more of, especially for corporations or organizations within Memphis. Um, I think that it is so important that if you um, have signature causes, if you are located in Memphis or especially headquartered in Memphis mm. um, and you are you are investing in your city by having an office here or by having your headquarters here, you can take that even further by investing in Memphis by giving your volunteer or giving your employees paid time off to go volunteer. That shows that you genuinely care about the city and your employees, um, that you're not expecting them to go volunteer on a Saturday um, or to use paid time off to volunteer. Um, and I think that, you know, when we think about the city, a city like Memphis, we need a thriving network of nonprofits um, to really uplift our city as a whole. And so when we think about how our nonprofits can affect the talent that's in our city and can affect our talent staying in our city. Our nonprofits are will ensure that our neighbors who are experiencing hunger are better taken care of. Our nonprofits are going to ensure that our green spaces are clean and accessible. Our nonprofits are going to ensure that our local artists and local businesses are supported. Um, and 
a lot of that does start with our nonprofits and therefore it starts with our volunteers. And so if you think about how to uplift our city and propel it forward, we are going to do that by having more volunteers, um, getting to know our communities through our nonprofits and just supporting them as a whole. I feel like that directly ties into like the culture and livability of a city and just the general pride that mm-hmm. individuals take in having a city. Um, and speaking of, I did again in some of my re- in some of our research, we noted that in October of 2020, according to a study from the Chronicle of Philanthropy, Memphis ranks as the most charitable city in the United States. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we're in some version of that, whether it's the most philanthropic, the most charitable, the most generous. I feel like we're always kind of high up there in mm-hmm. the 901, which is a really big point of pride. Yes. Um, but what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> so that's actually a kind of a data point that we use um, okay. to say that our city is incredibly philanthropic, which we need and we want and we love. Um, but we also want our city to back that up with donating their time. Um, sometimes if you think about donating to a nonprofit, if that nonprofit doesn't have an extra person there to propel that work forward, um, the money can only go so far. And so we need people to donate to initiatives, campaigns, nonprofits across the city. We also need people who are going to go into their doors and to do the things that that nonprofit needs. Um, And so when we're thinking about those numbers, um, we are one of the most, you know, charitable cities. Um, When it comes to our volunteer rate, um, we have moved up in the last few years, which is really exciting. Um, So several years ago, we sat at about 26% of our city volunteering. We're now at about 34%, which is really amazing. Wow! Um, The number one city has 46%. So almost half of their city is volunteering. Um, And so if we thought about how that would look for Memphis, we would have hundreds of thousands of people volunteering. And we can only imagine and hopefully in the next few years see what that number of volunteers could do. That's really exciting. And we're not too far off. I feel like, yeah, we're, we're, you know, making those slow and steady increments. Absolutely. Um, In that same kind of source, it said that Memphians give 5.6% of their overall income to charitable causes, which was interesting to me. But again, like you said, it's not just about the financial benefit of, you know, giving to organizations and causes, but also giving of your time Mm -hmm. and, you know, being the hands and feet for these organizations that need some more manpower. I know one of our fellows classes, we do community action programs, um, projects, actually, excuse me, CAPS. And about 10 years ago, one of the projects was um, researching some of the rails to trails that kind of was all volunteer funded and manpowered and everything like that. So without that research of our fellows and that program, we wouldn't have the green lines and greenways that kind of we know today. So that's kind of the long-term impact that is just one example of so many others that the volunteers can actually make. Not only are you giving that $26 back to the city, but you're also propelling ideas that will truly transform our city. Exactly. And you're able to see what our community need is. You're able to experience that. It's I'm not at all trying to undersell the importance of donating to an organization. We or, need that. Yes, do. I was about to say thank you. Yes. <laughs> As um, a nonprofit, yes, both of us. Yes. We, yes, we appreciate that. Um, but there is something to be said about actually going out and, and experiencing, not necessarily firsthand, but just getting to see what it is that our communities are experiencing 
um, to be able to see the gaps in resources that our communities are are experiencing and are facing, um, and and just the impact that that can have and the power that that can have. Um, Memphis is a very complex city, um, and and every neighborhood varies in what it has and what it does not have and what it needs. Mm. Um, and without being in that neighborhood or being in that community, you're not going to really be able to know what it is that that community does have to offer or what it is that they're most in need of. Um, And so I think that that is one of the most crucial parts about actually being able to go and visit with a nonprofit that are on the grounds in that neighborhood or, or directly in that community need. Can you share a little bit about where Memphis kind of falls either in relation to other cities or in relation to other cities, maybe in the state of Tennessee. I'm just curious. I know that you mentioned that we'd already risen to that 34% in our population that volunteers. I'm curious kind of where we are with the state or maybe other cities of similar size. I don't know what kind of what data points you have access to and availability for, but I'm always interested to see like what makes Memphis unique and kind of how we're kind of sussing out compared to our kind of cousins or brothers or sisters. Yeah. So the good news is that, like I said, Memphis is sitting at 34% um, of our volunteer rate. Um, Tennessee as a whole is at 31%. So we are doing better better as a city um, than the entire state. Um, Nashville is, is number 15 on the list. So it's directly above us. We are 16 on the list at 34%. Okay. Nashville is one above us. Um, The only thing they have above us (sighs) You might have to cut that out. No, you're um, fine. <laughs> at 34.7%. Um, and so to be 16th on the list um, is is not all that bad, especially when you're um, kind of thinking about some of the... Top 20 is how we would phrase that. Know, yes, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so something that Volunteer Odyssey has in common with New Memphis, among the myriad of other things, is that in 2023, Volunteer Odyssey is celebrating a decade of service to Memphis, and so is our Embark program Amazing. here at New Memphis. Congratulations. So, yeah. A full decade of service to the 901, which we are super proud of, and I know y'all are too. Can you share a little bit about what that means? Absolutely. Um, So we will, like for anybody's birthday, you celebrate the whole year. Absolutely. Um, So we will be celebrating all year, but we were having kind of our pinnacle celebration event on April 15th. So that's coming up. Um, So this day will feature a morning of volunteer service at 10 of our nonprofit locations across the city. And then right after that, we're going to all convene at Crosstown Arts for an afternoon of fun. We're going to have food and music and Memphis-made beer. Um, It's going to be a really nice celebration. Um, And anybody is able to attend either event. Of course, we want everybody to come out and volunteer in the morning. We will have some family-friendly volunteer opportunities. Um, And then everyone can come and celebrate with us at Crosstown Arts that afternoon. That will also be family-friendly. We'll have stuff for everybody to be able to enjoy and it'll really just be a time to say thank you to memphis to our nonprofits, and to our volunteers and to see what's going to come in the next 10 years absolutely cheers to 10 more years and beyond so if a company is interested in providing vto uh, or just generally getting their employees involved in volunteering can volunteer odyssey help support group efforts as well as individual Volunteers? Yes, absolutely. Um, and we can do that through several ways. Um, so we have consulted with corporations on how to create or how to better implement their VTO policy. Um, we can offer suggestions on our favorite nonprofits that can take groups, or we can plan days of service for corporations. So if mm. if your um, organization is looking to have a, 
a big kickoff in the morning, and then several service sites, maybe a wrap-up at the end of the day. We are experts in doing that. Um, And so kind of depending on whatever your organization is looking for, or if you don't yet know what you're looking for, you can reach out to our team and we will figure out how to make it the best possible day that meets your needs and that meets the needs of our nonprofits. What a beautiful team effort. (laughs) I'm curious too, for those um, either smaller companies or mid-sized companies, maybe not our um, kind of larger headquartered, I feel like they've kind of already got their finger on the pulse of having those service days and great things. But if not, this is for you too. But I'm curious if Volunteer Odyssey can help kind of set up what like benefits for VTO can look like and help kind of provide those resources for smaller organizations that really want to provide those really excellent benefits Mm -hmm. for talent retention and attraction, but maybe don't know where to start. Absolutely. Yes. Like we said, we've been doing this for 10 years and have worked with hundreds of nonprofits, dozens of corporations. So we kind of are the experts on what volunteerism looks like in the city and what volunteerism can do for our city. And so we um, are more than happy and are so open to exploring that with different organizations to figure out, you know, what it, what is your company looking for? What are your maybe pillars or your signature causes that your company is focused on? And how can we work together to figure out how you can elevate that? If education is one of your signature causes, how can we ensure that once a year or twice a year, your organization is giving back to nonprofits that are supporting literacy or supporting early childhood education. Um, And so I think that there are so many ways um, to really elevate an organization's benefits package and their retention rates um, by incorporating service into their culture. And you also have some excellent data points, most some of which we've already covered today, but that also helps in presenting. So even if you're just an employee at one of these organizations or companies, you don't have to feel like you're the CEO or president to be able to make these decisions. You can kind of gather some of your thoughts. You can present them with this um, wonderful conversation here with Dannon at Volunteer Odyssey. And having the data to back up all of this stuff, like the $26 per hour that you're giving back to the city, the way that it, you know, builds pride of place and things like that, all of that makes for a more passionate, enthusiastic employee and an employer. Mm-hmm. So I feel like y'all really do have all the tools kind of going on. Thank you. So something we like to do here is we are going to do a quick lightning round. Uh, it's just a quick kind of stream of conscious answer. So okay. whatever you think of first, you can shake it out. It's fine. We're good. This is going to be exciting. You've already had a busy morning, but you are ready. Okay. So what is your personal favorite memory of volunteering? Oh, okay. Okay. I'm ready. Story time. I'm a week. I'll make it quick though, because you said lightning round. I'm a weekly run club coach at Youth Villages. So every Monday I go and I run with the same kids. Um, It is absolutely magical. Um, And I will say that just on Monday, I helped one of the kiddos there beat his mile time by 30 seconds. Um, And he was, he was really proud, which is there's no better feeling than seeing somebody who's a kid, especially somebody who lives at Youth Villages, to be proud of themselves. That makes me so excited. Um, so why is Memphis one of the most generous cities, in your opinion? Oh, my goodness. I I think it is. I think it's the grit. I think that Memphis has faced a lot and Memphis is not through, unfortunately, facing um, a lot of the issues that we see here. Um, but we still feel so much love and hope for the city. Um, And I think that because of that, we are just pouring our time and talents and money back into the place that we want to see fully thriving. So either this is an either or question. 
Memphis Athletics or Memphis Green Spaces? Green Spaces. You're a runner, I feel like. So that (laughs) that was an obvious one. (laughs) Um, What is one word to describe the upcoming Volunteer Odyssey anniversary event? Fun. (laughs) I love it. Let's just jump straight to it. Fun. That'll sell itself. (laughs) Yes. It'll be exciting, engaging, all kinds of great things. Um, Is there anything that we didn't cover today, Deanna, that you were hoping to kind of share with the Memphis community about what Volunteer Odyssey is doing what they continue to do. I think that I will just end by saying that there is a space for anybody to volunteer. If you are in high school and are looking to um, kind of add something that's going to give you the leg up before you are applying for colleges, if you are in college and are looking to make connections, Ooh, yeah. um, n- volunteering is an underrated networking tool. I was about to say, yeah, I hate to put it like that, but I I mean, it's true. It is so true. And we, you know, often think about volunteerism as being something that's incredibly selfless. Volunteering should, and it's okay for it to be a little bit selfish. You want it to feel good for you as well. If you are doing something amazing for the community and it also benefits you in return, that's okay. It's a win-win. Yes. Um, And then if, I think that if you are just interested in exploring a new city, if you've just moved to Memphis, especially if you moved here in the last three years, you're still probably trying to figure out what Memphis is like because a lot of those years were during the height of the pandemic. (laughs) Um, It is an incredible way to get to know your city, to get to to network and to meet people, and ultimately to kind of give you a leg up as you are looking to maybe make a career change or um, just to kind of find something a little bit different in your life. Get plugged in. Yes. For sure. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much, Danan, for taking time from your busy day to swing by and chat with us. Anytime. We are so excited to celebrate the 10th anniversary of both Volunteer Odyssey and Embark this year. And so much like y'all, we will be celebrating all year long. And so we look forward to other ways that we can kind of partner in the future. Absolutely. Thank you both. Thank you for what you do. Thank you. What a fantastic episode, Rebecca. Um, volunteers are so often assumed to be kind of an invisible part of the workforce. So special thank you to Dannon and Volunteer Odyssey for shifting that narrative. Volunteers have long been considered kind of a nice to have and not a need to have. But now we're seeing the importance of defining and reinforcing the role of volunteers as a necessity. It's such an energizing conversation in in a city like Memphis that has so many nonprofits like we talked about uh, earlier uh, in this conversation that there are opportunities to get involved and it's a need on both sides of the spectrum. Uh, And and I think I'm energized by the the idea of VTO. So as an individual, uh, please be sure to advocate for volunteer time off in your work. Talk to your HR team, ask about it as you're interviewing. And I think most importantly, go out and seek opportunities that are meaningful to you. I really appreciated Dana and sharing that it's okay to volunteer selflessly, but it's also okay to give your time and talents in a way that energize and motivate you and that just make you feel good. It is nice to know that. And a nice little reminder. Um, if you want to take a deeper look at the founding of Volunteer Odyssey, you can go back and listen to Meanwhile in Memphis Season 1, Episode 25 from March 2021, way back then, from two years ago, I guess, um, for a conversation with the founder and CEO, Sarah, Dr. Sarah Peschnick. For additional content that will pull on your heartstrings, you can also check out Sarah's TEDx Memphis talk, which we will link in the show notes for you. So thank you so much for tuning in. Bye. Bye. 
This week's episode is made possible by our friends at Independent Bank. You can learn more about them at i-bankonline.com.